Let's begin. Welcome to another episode of In Those We Trust Podcast Sports Talk. I got my boy Liam back again, co-host. Back again, back again. We back, we back, we back. Um, I don't even know where to begin, bro. I, I think yeah. I think you des- you've deserved a Ford for the last two and a half weeks, two, three uh-huh. weeks. So uh-huh. I think I think I'm okay with you taking it over. I would definitely want to begin. Let's just begin right off the bat with baseball. Let's do it. I mean, how can we not? Um, yeah, yeah, Philadelphia yeah. Phillies did what they did. I tried telling you there's something special about this team. Uh, this weekend was definitely not a big – let me rephrase. I was going to say not a big party. But there was a lot of nerves <clears throat> this past weekend. A lot of these games going back and forth uh, tested me to the fullest and what my heart can handle. But they took all three games at home. Uh, I think I told you last week, it's going to be very, very tough for a team to come in and beat them in Philly. Padres could not do it. They had many, many chances, but there's something, listen, you know, in sports, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. And maybe that's why we love it so much. I don't know if this run makes much sense. I mean, everybody top to bottom of the order is hitting and contributing. We have Wheeler and Nola, which is two of the best in the business right now, starting for us. And our bullpen, which has been a big Achilles heel, the big guys in the back of it are really doing their thing. Um, I you mean, know, I look at the series, like add like in totality. We'll talk about the Yankees later, but like when you look at the series, Phillies beat the Padres four one. It didn't feel four one. Like it didn't. It, it, didn't, it didn't at all. It didn't. I mean, like I said, the Padres had their chances. Um, yeah. I was at the game Friday night. It was a big pitcher's duel, like we thought it would have been. Um, and again, I think you know, Phillies came out on top. They did enough on what they needed to do. Saturday, that was your Padres game to win. They got up 4 nothing in the top of the first inning. Mm-hmm. Malik, you know when you're going into a hostile environment as an away team, try to get the crowd out of it, get off to a hot start. They did exactly that and still could not pull out a win. Mm-mm. And then the MVP, the best player in the world on Sunday, sent us to the World <laughs> Series. $330 million money well spent. Well, uh, I think our owner, our owner went up to him afterwards and said, I might have underpaid you. Um, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> He's been he's been the hottest player on the planet right now. Uh, it's really fun to watch. The team as a whole it, it is really fun to yeah. watch. Padres are a damn good team, but I think the Phillies just they did they did what they needed to do each and every game. I think when you look at the from the from the Padres perspective, at the end of the series, you see the players are still in the dugout, like in disbelief that like this is where the series has went. Because in all mm-hmm. under like we've talked about it, put the same team into last year's positions. You guys don't even make it to the did a playoffs about this wild card, right? And this is right. where it's it's important that you see sports progressing, progressing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you have stories like this, you have these underlying teams that would have never made it in, now making it in, and now playing the World Series and the chance to win the pennant. So, I think yeah. that it's if if you would have caught me, and the reason I have this Houston hat on, they say if you can't beat them, join them, right? And, yeah, yeah, but. If you would have saw me, if I didn't go to that Dallas game, I would have had my Phillies hat on right now. Uh, yep. I, I just can't rock for Philly. And, I, and that's just right now as, as a hostile as a hostile fan, I can't rock for Philly. <laughs> but it still is. I would have loved to see a different matchup. I would have loved to see Yanks versus Phils. I, I, I mean, that yeah. matchup in my eyes would have been one for the books, right? Like, uh, and I think this was the year that it's like, holy fuck, especially for us. We get through Houston. I don't see us having a chance with handling the Philly besides that hostile environment, playing home. And you guys have – the first game's in Houston, right? 
Yeah, so the first two, uh, Friday and Saturday, will be in Houston. And then and again, three. three in Philly. And then if needed, and I know we'll touch on this, if needed, we could potentially have Thursday night, Eagles-Texans in Houston, mm-hmm. Friday night in Houston, Game 6, and Saturday night in Houston. So it could be a Philly takeover of Houston. I know they're scared to death of that. Yeah. Um, but it could just be the Philly sports, you know. But dream. even better, what I see is two games in Houston. You go up one of those games. Mm-hmm. You now have a chance to win the pennant home. This gives you in, in a hostile environment, like in your home field advantage, this is the best you can ask for, right, going into this game. Yep. So I, I think that plays a huge role. I, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be sad if if, if the, the Phillies win it. I'm going to be indifferent, I would say. But this I see this being like a chance. Now, what are your perspectives in going to Houston? You could talk from a biased fan. Or from an analyst perspective, I want to hear both takes. So, you know, you just touched on it. I know you're a Yankees fan, so you're, you're going to try to disagree with me if you will. I was rooting for the Yankees as well. Uh, I wanted the redemption factor like the Eagles got with the Patriots a few years yeah. ago. I don't think the Yankees are nearly as good of a team as the Astros are. Again, we saw that. They yeah. couldn't even win one game. Um, well, listen, you just touched on what the Phillies formula has been in the postseason. and. Yeah. It's going out there, games one and two on the road. Throw your two horses, your two starting pitchers that have been unbelievable. Try to steal one, and you have an ability to come home and and, and finish it out. Uh, they did that against the Braves. They yeah. did it against the Padres. Hopefully, they can do it again here. Uh, when we did when we started the show, what two three weeks ago, mm-hmm. when the playoffs just begun, mm-hmm. I told you I think the Astros are winning it all. Yeah. Uh, I think you know they are the best team in the league. Now, from my biased perspective, from what I truly have seen, and again, you know how this goes. I watched it with that Eagles team when Nick Foles let them. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, and sometimes it doesn't have to. This team's hot right now. It's not just one, two, three players. It's it's literally everyone on this team is contributing, and and they're going to need all hands on deck to beat the Astros, but I don't think it's as far-fetched as as some may think. I, I do think the Phillies are just that team of destiny right now. I don't see a sweep. Is, is that what you're saying? You don't see it? People definitely don't see a sweep. Okay. sweep. I mean, I think um, I think if you look around the national media right now, you're going to get a lot of Astros and five, Astros and six. I don't know how many Phillies winning the World Series you're going to get. I'm, I, you know, I've been saying it every single week. There's something about this team. Yeah, I think I think they can do it. I think I think this is the year too, and and it's definitely going to be all hands on deck. It can't just be. Is, is Bryce Harper holding it down, and Jesus Christ, bro, you talk about worth his money, what a trade, and all, like, it's just, and I just, I just saw, like, a, a, an article on him, and, like, at age 13, there was, like, an article on him in, like, the Washington Post of, like, or New York Times, of, like, um, the troubles of having child-destined stars uh, to become yeah. something bigger, right, and then now he just clinched a World Series, um, uh, run at the age of 30. So that, that just shows you how crazy sports can be. <laughs> just show like, like at the age of 13, they had, you know, doubting the talents of a 13-year-old and should we put this in the hands of him to leading his team into the World Series at the age of 30. So it's just like any given Sunday, anything could happen. That's like yeah. my, my biggest thing. I mean, when we look at the, the I, I believe the World Series and that scope of seven games People don't. People that don't watch baseball don't really un, don't fathom. Like yeah, we were talking about cats. She was like, "Why is there so many games? 
I was like, it seems like a lot of baseball, but there's so much that happens that it's just historical. Like, there's so much that can happen in those games. Like, you get you get so many people's lives that are made in a World Series uh, yeah. on both in both teams. You know, it's just in in my opinion, if, I mean, you can't do that with any other sport. So I just feel like that. It's just yeah. it's one of a kind. Well, listen, I, I agree with you, and that's what you know. One of the things I wanted to touch on too was you know this weekend's games, the back and forth. The you know the dramatics of it, the high scoring game on Saturday in Philly. Like, I genuinely don't think you need to be any type of baseball fan. No. If you were to just turn that on, keep yeah. it on as a sports fan, you would just be like, "This is fun to watch." Again, especially those atmospheres. So, listen. Also, another stat for you: I believe there have been three or four teams in Major League Baseball history that have swept their way through the playoffs en route to the World Series. None of them have won the World Series. Really? The Astros, the Astros have done that. I'm hoping that trend continues. But yeah. just want to throw that out <laughs> <there>. for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those statistics so much because it gives you so much belief, or like it hurts you. And you're like, yeah, you just you just can't pay attention to that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what are your truly as? Of course, you have the Phillies winning it. But what game? What do what, what are you thinking? What What are your thoughts? So I would I would love to see what they did again in clinch at home. I think the Padre, or excuse me the Astros are a better are a good enough team to not lose three straight. I do think yeah. the Phillies steal one in Houston. I think, I think they so win too. two of the three in Philly, and I really think that they can close it down uh, in six in Houston. Uh, again, I think yeah. they're they're just they're rolling right now. This lineup, like these guys, they're having fun. They're getting along. They're just playing good baseball. I, I'll take Phillies in six. I think you have to win one of those two games at Houston. You have to. Absolutely. You have to come home with a win. Now, where I see it going to game seven, you lose two and then you come home. That's where I see it. Like It, it could be a prolonging thing. If you go yeah. in three down and you're, you're still home, I, that's where I, I see trouble trouble lying but hey i'm i'm excited to see that i feel like it's so far away like even though friday is right around the corner i'm like anticipating like, let's get this start tell this me about week. it this is a rough week to get through <laughs> and i can't imagine if that was my team <laughs> tell me about it i mean and listen, another fun thing to to watch is going to be these philly fans and what they do i how many trash cans you're going to see in the <laughs> yeah. crowd how many trash can signs you're going to see they're going to be getting lit yeah. up now again they're professionals at the end of the day. How much will affect them, I don't know. But I think yeah. they're going to get a taste of, of an environment, no disrespect to New York, that they just haven't gotten just yet. Oh, no, no. The, you, they think New York's bad. What you'll get from Philly, especially Houston. Houston. No one in the league likes Houston right now. No one likes Houston. No, no. I feel like even, though, even if you don't like the Yankees, you want to see the Yankees get paid back. And every Yankees fan, we don't yeah. get – I felt like – I don't give a fuck when the, the chip. It's about getting payback, bro. And the fact yeah. that they just legit spit in our face, sweep us <laughs> off the off the rug, it's just like, all right, as a Yankees fan, I can't take this any longer. I can't take – we win how many games going into the, into the, into the playoffs, and then it's just like – doom from the beginning like it, it's yep. it's just it's a letdown every year so something's got to change i don't even want to talk yanks do you do you want to any last words to your phillies again i'm just going to keep the momentum going i've told you every week there's something about this team so i'll just leave it at that oh uh, you gotta get to you got to you gotta get to a game somehow bro you gotta get to a game. i know i think we were already talking about it. these ticket prices are thousand dollars just to get in so yeah my I mean, boy at work he um He's bought so many tickets throughout the throughout the year that he got an email um, that you could sign up for like a raffle to see if you get picked. 
And that's okay. how he got into the uh, to Friday to uh, Sunday's game. He was at Sunday's game. Um, then he got like a raffle. He like to to purchase tickets. He had like twenty four hours to purchase the tickets. So he's hoping like the same things happen. And except the Phillies are doing everything in their power to stop resellers from from doing that. I didn't know about like that. Like they stop like if you're not if you don't have a home address within like the tri state, like you can't purchase a ticket. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I think I saw earlier within the past decade maybe um, the Phillies these tickets are the second highest average ticket just to get into the ballpark. Really? Uh, only yeah. the Cubs team back in 2016. So it's I mean the average ticket to get in is like three thousand dollars or something crazy oh, like that. My God, so, I know. Hey man, I'll give a <laughs> fuck if if I were you, set up shop down there and just tailgate down there for yeah. one of the games, right? I yeah. Like even if the even the first two, there might be some noise down there too. Yeah, they might exactly. Tailgating out there. Um, <laughs> all right, let's 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 make a transition now. Um, yeah. Let's transition into the NFL talk. Probably the most boring week of NFL. I didn't. I barely watching games besides my own. But I can give you guys some recaps. Week seven Thursday we had the Cardinals beat the Saints forty two to thirty four. Sunday. Ravens beat the Browns 23-20. Cowboys beat the Lions 24-6. Giants beat the Jaguars 23-17. Commanders beat the Packers 23-21. Now, uh, I can lead off here. We'll start off with my bum-ass Cowboys. Um, <laughs> Tone was actually texting me during this time, and it did take some time for – I know you were texting me. You weren't watching the fucking game. You were just I probably looking at the scores. Oh, 100%. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, so – my perspective on Dak coming in, I knew it would be shaky. I, I did not expect him to come in and just rifle all, right off the way. But mm-hmm. it did remind me a little bit of week one where it was like, uh, like if, if you go down with the Elvers, in, in my opinion, I was fearful of going down for his sake. Having him come back and lose to Lions home, coming back from an injury is like – and you saw um, Rush was – he was suited up the whole time. He was on the sideline. So I think there were some talks going on like – Hey, we might switch in and out these quarterbacks. I'm not, I don't know what's going on, but I've never seen a backup on the sideline like that. Just yeah, you know, he's itching to go at any point in time. It mm-hmm. did his first. The first quarter uh, was was awful. Had an open pass, I think, to CD that he just completely whiffed on, missed. You can see that it took him some time, but he did get his feet under him. Um, that defense did bounce back. Lawrence, the fucking man. I don't care what he disappeared versus Eagles. He definitely bounced back. Uh, we we both had. If we fumbled, uh, I don't know if you saw that hit. I'll insert that that hit here. Uh, fumbled on the five. Uh, it was not a C. Oh my god, he looked just like CD. I'm forgetting his name. Oh, um, uh, maybe Noah Brown. Brown. There you go. There you go. Brown. Brown. But Brown gets flipped into the air and fumbles on the five yard line. I mean, that was a. And I, yo, I want to talk about the Lions as well. The Lions looked good. Their record does not show who they truly are. If you sit there and watch a Lions game, they were fucking us up on the defensive side. They were flying to the ball. They were hitting everyone. I was very impressed with the Lions and the way they played. I could definitely see that coach making some changes to that culture of, the, of that team. Um, but we had a late stop as well, a turnover. Lawrence beating five guys to, to have a um, uh, a fumble on their five to score. So like that, that disparity really took over the game. And we were able to walk away with a win. It was nasty. Um, again, to be honest, the biggest takeaway from that game was the Lions are definitely a team that remind me of like the old Jaguars, the Rams. Like this, it takes it only takes a couple of years for a team to make that transition from 
um, being a bust, a, a laughing stock for the league like the Jaguars were, to where we saw the Jaguars competing a little bit, even the Rams as well. So I'm interested to see the, the way they turn out. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, the one thing you can't deny since Dan Campbell has become head coach there is that they don't, that they play hard, right? Yeah. I mean, no matter what. Um, sometimes there is talent disparity out on the field, and, yeah. and sometimes that is noticed. Um, I don't know. I think I, maybe we'll see with, with the Lions and their future. I think going to the Cowboys, um, you know, I know I, I, I mess with you a good bit. Maybe it's Cooper <laughs> Rush time. Dak's the starting quarterback that we know. Uh, I think the whole point that I want to make is just I don't know. Again, it's, this has been my thing with Dak. If he's a guy that can lead you beyond just beating the Lions in a Week 7 game, beyond even making the playoffs, yeah. you know, as you guys have done with him a few years, I think the yeah. bigger question mark is, you know, well, can this team take the next step, win a few playoff games, make an NFC Championship game, make a Super Bowl? I don't think Dak is the guy. Um, again, I think you're right. Anybody is going to be rusty coming off of that injury. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that your tremendous owner, Jerry Jones, didn't rush him back because he's his guy. Yeah. Um, I think just because the Lions defense has been that bad, that's where a little bit of it came. But I don't know. I, I think we're going to see with them. I just don't. Yeah. Again, I don't believe in the Cowboys of anything more than maybe a wild card team with Dak this year. I don't see us even winning the wild card game, even if we make it in. Um in my opinion, we don't have the talent around the, 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 in all aspects of our defense is strong, but I look at our offensive line, and, and that's a perspective. If you watch the game, in the beginning, Dak probably was hit and on every series a good four to five times, was sacked as well, um, and was on the ground the whole time. And I was just like, what is our offensive line doing? So these are the things that I don't see us, you know, having success down the road. Um, I was impressed with, with, uh, Zeke, Zeke did look like him old, his old self. Uh, maybe that was with Dak coming back, put a little boost in him, but I was impressed. Um, speaking of impressed and questioning, are they for real? In my opinion, the Giants. I am. I want to see your takeaway. Are the Giants for real or is it just they weren't in games? Listen, we, we brought this up last week too, right? Like as, as fans of opposing teams, of their rival teams in the NFC East, what are yep. the Giants? Yeah. Oh man, I they're a limited team, uh-huh. right? I mean, Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. There's no denying that. Saquon looks awesome. Um, they're making the right plays. Yeah. I mean, they're just making the right plays. They're just playing good football. They're not bothered by great the moment. Culture. I exactly, exactly. I think their head coach has been coming and doing a great job. It was another game that they trailed in the fourth quarter, and teams like that are not supposed to win games when you're trailing in the fourth quarter like that, but. They just outbested a Jaguars team. And yeah. again, you know, we talk about it all the time. I guess you are what your record says is to an extent. Um, yeah. I don't know if they're one of the better six and one teams that we've ever seen, right? But yeah. damn, man, they're winning. You uh, guys play the next, right? We play we play the Steelers this week. Uh, okay. I don't think we see the Giants. I could be wrong. Um okay, okay. for a couple of weeks. Let me see. Um Speaking on, on on what's what the hell is going on? I want to is is it is it is it done for Aaron Rodgers? What are your thoughts on on Aaron Rodgers? You had the pat the Packers um, taking an, an L as well. What are your thoughts? I know, I know, man. Our division, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, year to year, you know, bro. Year to year. Year to year. That's right. Um, I 
I, I, you know, I'm sure we're going to touch on Tom Brady getting embarrassed against one of the worst teams in the league. For sure, yeah. I think it's two different situations we're seeing right now. I think we have two of the all-time greats that are struggling heavily. Mm-hmm. In the case of Tom Brady, again, we'll touch on that. I don't think it's anything maybe as physical, right? I don't necessarily think his yeah. age is catching up to him that no. much yet. Yeah. Uh, I heard this point that, you know, Rodgers is – an interesting character mentally. Um, I think Devonte Adams. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think Devonte Adams meant more to him, you know, on yeah. and off the field. Maybe versus just it being Devonte Adams, yeah. it was someone he can trust. And we've talked about this week after week. He doesn't have anybody he can trust on an offense, yeah. and it, it's a glaring issue right now. But another brutal, brutal loss that they need. I. If they want to compete, they're going to have to bring in a veteran wide receiver or somebody that he can fully trust going down the stretch. Now, is Odell out for the year? I don't believe so. Um, He'll be out for most of the year, but I believe he should be good to come back gearing for a playoff run, right? So maybe playing the last few weeks Mm -hmm. and helping a team out. Um, So there might be. Yeah, there might be something there. Uh, since you touched on it, that, that is one of the points that I did want to bring up within uh, the Brady conversation. Uh, with everything going on off the field, it's kind of we've never seen Brady be shaky in a sense of we know his personal life, we know what's going on off the field, and we're seeing how it's you know how it's happening and playing out on the on the field. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I did see a conversation happening with like if this is the way Tom Brady goes out. Is this a stint on his record? I don't believe so. It's just a blimp. It is what it is. He came back for a year. He tried to get a chip. I don't think anyone faults him. At the end of the day, his jersey will be hung in Tampa Bay and in New England as well. And yeah. that's and that's you never see that happen. So at the end of the day, you can't take nothing away from the guy. I think that it's bigger than football, in my opinion. I think he should step away and and focus mm-hmm. on what he needs to. Because I mean, chasing the chip has got you this far, but uh, we're seeing it play out. You're right. I, I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is just what we've seen many, many times in sports is these all-time talents don't want to give it up oh, until the game up. tells them, hey, you yeah. got to give it up. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think the Bucks right now, they're just – I think they're just a bad team. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Brady, but, I mean, all the way around, I don't, I don't think there's any world that you can make any excuse for them losing 21-3 to against the Panthers team who – Going into this weekend, I would have told you they're the worst in the league. Yeah. <laughs> they also right. had a, a, an old XFL or whatever quarterback there during their rebuilding year, and they Temple beat up on, on, on them. So <laughs> it's that's that's a crazy sight to see. Speaking of mm-hmm. of uh, the Bucks as well, do you see the stuff with Mike Evans? No. So apparently there's some speculation going around of possible point shaving. With Mike Evans, which is pretty Ooh. outlandish to to say when it comes to football, but he did drop a touchdown pass, and that dude never really drops touchdown yeah. passes like that. And what right. regarding to, I'll clip it in here as well. Is at the end of the game, there were two refs that went up to him and okay, asked him yeah, for a signature, yeah. um, and that's against the league rules. The league is is investigating mm-hmm. that. It was hilarious to see because I'm just like, why? <laughs> risk your fucking job or careers on Mike Evans like if it was the goat yeah. Tom Brady coming out like that's one thing but it's Mike Evans so 
I mean, people are throwing that around. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's weird. I, I saw. I, I do know what you're referring to now. I remember that video, yeah. uh, and I did see the drop touchdown pass. I don't think anybody was even in the same camera angle as Mike Evans, and the ball was dropped in the bucket. So exactly. I don't know, but um, listen, we saw Calvin Ridley, the Falcons wide receiver, yeah. get suspended this year for betting. Um, yeah. I guess nothing is is totally out of the realm of possibility, but you're right. It's not a good look when you're one of the better <laughs> players in the league. You drop a wide-open touchdown pass open. and you meet with the refs after the game. Definitely not a great look. Not at all. That's fucking hilarious. I was dying laughing when I saw that because <laughs> you see him. He kind of like looks back and is like, what? what's going on? Like, yeah. And he's just like, all right. And he signs it. And they have that whoever – I know whoever the fan, whoever posts that, has no idea the ramification that come about that. But yeah. it is hilarious to for a referee to ask out in the open, like, just so blatantly. And ask Mike Evans, of all people. Like, yeah. it makes no sense. Um, one thing as well that came up about was a discussion of uh, player uh, accountability was Kyle Murray. Uh, did you see him cursing out his head coach? Tell him oh, to yeah. calm the fuck down. Now, oh, yeah. I thought this was very interesting in the fact that I didn't like that the way people were perceiving this to be as like I feel like now mm. there's been um, a hit piece on Kyle Murray. There's been a thing of like in his contract we talked about it that he has to watch a certain amount of hour of film. Uh, yep. When you're watching him play, that he just is running around, like he's a toddler on the field, just throwing things up and making mm-hmm. plays, right? But I feel like this is a hit piece on him for some reason. Like they want him out of the league. They think that he is not. They, they right off the bat, they're saying he's not deserving of the money he's been paid, right? And that's where they're yeah. going. This this has been an argument all year, and I count that with in the heat of passion of playing the game. It's okay for a coach to cuss out a player, right? Like a, a coach is right. that's okay, right? And a player is supposed to take it. And why is I've seen in really players coach out the coach cursing out the coaches and and, and by all means I think what, what he said is fine. Calm the fuck down. Like I'm out here, yeah. let me rock. And you know, you there's stories of Aaron Rodgers cursing his coach out of like, yo, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm a grass man, don't fuck up the play. So I th- I hate that rhetoric that like the players can have emotions and how does this make him look as a leader of a team? No, I want to see my quarterback get in the coach's ass. I know as a left guard, I can't curse my coach out. You're the quarterback. Get in your coach's yeah. ass. Uh, I've seen I've done that myself to to a coach <laughs> to my own dad on a football field in high school. Like yo, yeah. chill the fuck out. I know what I'm doing. Like have trust in me and have trust in me as a player and as an athlete to do what I have to do. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think um, I, I agree with every single point. You know, we talked about Kyler Murray. I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things I brought up that I didn't like from him is he always seems to be on the sideline. He always seems to be disinterested. He always seems to be like somebody who is out to maybe collect a check, win or lose, and, and I'm yeah. going home playing Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. This is the first real sign of passion I think we saw from Kyler yeah, Murray true. in a primetime game. That's true. In a game that your team needs, right? You're still alive in, in a pretty bad NFC West right now. You're right. I completely agree with you. I want to see this from my quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. We see it almost every week with Tom Brady. How many times was he cursing out Josh McDaniels in New England? And it's like, well, you know, that's Brady. That's his passion. And it's true. I mean, it's not like Kyler's going to the podium and being like, yo, my coach is a fucking idiot. He's saying in the the heat of the battle, calm calm the fuck down. Mm -hmm. I got this. We're going to win this game. Mm -hmm. Trust in me, like you just said. And guess what? He went out and he won a football game. He won the game, yeah. I completely agree. I, I, within a, within an extent, 
I want to see that passion from my yeah. quarterback, from my leader, is to go in and bite somebody's head off to, to go win a football game. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady will throw a pick and come off the field and curse out his own quarterback <laughs> coach, uh, Brian. I forget, remember the old coach of the Texans? I forget his name, Brian something. Um, oh, yeah. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, yeah. They were getting fucking about to fight, right. and, and Brady fucked up. So it's like, you know what I mean? And, 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 and then it's all good, right? I mean, yeah. you go in, you shake yeah. hands, you're both, you know, you're both competitors you're both grown men like figured out but in the heat of the battle i mean we both competed yeah and and it's just that's like that's what it is yeah i think it's i i think people people don't understand what goes on like i think high school football is one of my favorite areas of football because of just how passionate the players are and so much bullshit that you see happen and for on the sidelines you really don't get to experience how much like how emotional and rigorous it is for players that are out there, especially when it comes to your senior year. I just thought I wanted to talk about last week of high school football as well. We didn't, I didn't, we didn't get the chance to touch on it. I went to the Palmer yeah. High School, Palmer versus City game, um, and I was like, all right, like it, it was a Saturday. I'm gonna go out and go watch it, and it brought back all these old memories, right? I went to go, I went in the, in the coach's office, said what's up to the coaches, and watched on the sideline, and that's a big rivalry game, right? And there was just a post about, um, you know, senior year. You know, at some point, the clock's going to hit zero zero, and it's your last moment on that field, right? And, like, we all have that moment of, like, damn, I wish I could play sports. I wish I could go back on that field. And watching Kyle Mary, it brought up that, those thinking of, like, getting into these fights on the field, right? Of, like, in practice and the emotion that these players go through. And quick uh, example of, like, as I, like, senior year, we were all second round of playoffs in football, and... My my dad, you know, my dad was one of his coaches. My brother was assistant coach as well. And I walked down to like my, my aunt's house. My dad's like, meet us at the aunt's house. We'll sit there and talk. And all my aunts are there. They're talking. They they don't get it. And I'm crying. They're like, why are you upset? You play one more week. You know, this is when we did play on Thanksgiving. He's like, you have one more game. Like it is what it is. And I'm like, you don't understand how like, yeah. Not only did I practice since fucking May for this season, like all <laughs> summer long, two days. But I've also been playing since I was was like six years, seven years old. I've been playing football since. So there's so much that goes into these for these athletes that are on the field, you know, risking our lives and still out there playing and have this passion behind it. That I think we're losing the rhetoric of how soft um, fans can be at times to see these yeah. things. And especially when I saw Palmyra, I th- we actually blew a lead versus City, and there was like when, when, I, when I, my last year playing City, senior year, we got in a fight midfield with City, like. See, yeah, there's a whole brawl in the middle of the field. I'm like, yo, this is city, bro. This is city week. Like, it's a rival. Yeah. This is where we ball out. You talk the shit. I wish I could tell you how much shit we talked on the football field. Like, it, it was unimaginable. And then we all came to school the next day, and it's like, or that Monday, we're two totally different guys. You can't even imagine yeah. the type of people we were. So, I mean, I can't imagine at that level as adults what what, what they experienced. So, either of the players, I'm making it a soft ass league as, as yeah. already what it's been. I'm tired of that shit. Um, Moving on, the biggest trade, McCaffrey to the 49ers. That was a shock. Were you expecting that? Did you see that coming? I I did not see that coming at all. No, I mean, you know, you heard rumors about McCaffrey being dealt. Uh, Again, it's a Panthers team that's completely rebuilding. And and he's the guy that, you know, was going to bring in some good capital for them. The Niners, I mean, it makes complete sense. I think the offense that Shanahan runs out there is – is very heavily based on, you know, his running backs. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. This week, you know, you can almost throw it away. Um, you know, he I think he what, got on a plane like Thursday night, got in a couple of plays and got on the field. They got, got crushed. Yards. 
Yeah, exactly. So you know they got crushed against the Chiefs. It is what it is. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. He's one of the better running backs in the league. Definitely, I would say top three, top five when he's fully healthy and doing his thing. Yeah, so they gotta give him that now. As yeah, he hasn't been healthy. It's it's unclear. Yeah, to see. we'll see. So I mean, him on that offense, it should be it should be pretty fun. They definitely have the weapons, but I don't know if they have the quarterback. It's been the question the whole time. Hey, you guys wanted to give Jimmy G to fucking us. I was like, hell no, keep him over yeah. there. I don't know. Did you get a chance to watch um, what game was I looking at? Oh, uh, the Bears Patriots game. I was at the gym watching a little bit, and I am very impressed. Ohio State boy to death of Justin Fields, and I even yeah. said for the Cowboys, I'm like, yo, man, Dak. And imagine we picked up him right now. I even say he's sitting there for us. I was like, yo, I don't know. Yeah. Let's pick him up. Like, you know, Dak, Dak might not be the guy, you know what I mean? Even though I love Dak, he might not be there for us, right? He ends up getting hurt. He made some embarrassing plays against the Patriots. And his footwork, his his arm, and the way he balls out, I was, I'm was i highly impressed with what I've seen him do in the past to this year coming back. So I, I'm, I'm going to make sure I pay attention to him a lot more. Um, yeah. Did you get a chance to watch that game? I did. I did a little bit. Um, and this is now back-to-back weeks I think we've seen – him on a national stage yeah. uh, last Thursday against yeah. Washington. And I think, is he there? No, I, I don't yeah. think he's close. Uh, but to be fair, I think Making he plays. doesn't have any real help around him. No real weapons. The line looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I have seen from him is definitely growth. I mean, that's a that's a Patriots defense that shut out the Lions, mm-hmm. who were one of the most exciting offenses in mm-hmm. the league going into it. And he went in there on on the national stage and and won a football game. So he's he's been cool. And also Patriots note, Mac Jones, done. Yeah. I don't. If I'm a Patriots guy, I don't want to see him again. Yeah. I think that Bailey Zappi is is mm-hmm. a lot better. Get Mac Jones, the Bama boy, get him out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, he still he still beat uh, Belichick. So that's still winning his book to beat Belichick. Belichick. Belichick eats alive young quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, he eats them alive. So he did yeah, his yeah. thing, man. For sure. All right, you want to make a transition? You want to go into uh, – we can stick with, with football or you want to move on to the NBA? No, no. Let's let's finish out the – let's the do football? our football. All right. Next transition. Let's transition on to uh, college football. Mm-hmm. Um, we have – it definitely wasn't something uh, too imaginable, too crazy this week. We did have a couple of blowouts. I think it was a blowout week. Uh, we had Ohio State yep. beats Iowa 54-10. to Clemson beats Syracuse in a tough game, 27-21. LSU beat, and this is a surprising surprising game that I was actually watching, beat Ole Miss 45-20, to upset of the week, and Alabama beat Michigan State, uh, I mean Mississippi State, uh, 30-6. to I definitely was, hey, hey, Lane Kiffin, you got called out on that one. That one was surprising to see. LSU, LSU beat Ole Miss in, in that fashion. I was highly impressed with LSU. I feel like any time you're playing in, in, in that environment, at this point oh, yeah. in time, it can go either way. But I was not expecting Ole Miss to look like that versus them. No, no. I think LSU, man, they, they took it to them. I mean, like you said, I don't even really think it was that close. Uh, yeah. I caught the beginning of it, and it, it was a little back and forth. But I think, you know, the Ole Miss thing has been their offense has been fun for the past couple of years, exactly. but their defense doesn't, you know – match up exactly. and uh you're right they went into death valley and, and they got mm-hmm. handed to them mm-hmm. i think uh we also had penn state uh beat minnesota 45 17 
no crazy games going into it, but the big games of the week coming up. We got our boys number two, Ohio State versus Penn State. Mm-hmm. Georgia versus Florida, even though Georgia's number one versus Florida, it's still a big game. And then we have a rival week as well versus Michigan versus Michigan State. Now, again, yeah. people may look at it number four versus Michigan. Michigan State is uh, unranked, but you can't forget Michigan State beat Michigan last year as well. So this is a huge game for Michigan to bounce back. I do have a problem with the rankings, in my opinion. Uh, they have Georgia number one, Ohio State number two, Tennessee three. Michigan mm-hmm. four and Clemson five. I have no issue where um, where oh I feel Ohio State should be number one. Ohio State has not been tested uh, in the sense of we haven't come into a close quarters with anyone we've played. I mean, hey, we haven't played anyone crazy, but Georgia also did almost have an upset versus Missouri, and that to me should should hold some weight into the rankings. Um, I don't think Tennessee should be number three just as off of beating Bama. I think Mich- I mean, I should. I would rather, even though I, I hate Michigan, to flip and see Michigan at three and Tennessee at four, and I keep mm-hmm. Clemson with where they're at, um, in my opinion. Yeah, I think. Uh, listen, your point for Ohio State being number one is definitely valid. Um, I mean, they'll have a chance to show it this week, right? Oh, I mean, if, if, they can, if they at can handle Penn State. Penn State and Georgia is in a relatively close game, yeah. you might see them take yeah. the leap against Georgia. Uh, Tennessee, I'll say give them their flowers. Give them their credit. Uh, I yeah, think I we mean, came on. Beating people, yeah. They no, are, man. I think, yeah. you know, I touch on this quarterback, Hendon Hooker, every week. I think he's a stud. That's one of my games to watch this week is how are they going to handle a good Kentucky team. Still mm-hmm. think they're a little underrated. They've been battle-tested. Mm-hmm. Still going to be an SEC tough battle, I think, for them. Uh, my other game to watch, I'll say Syracuse at home against Notre Dame. I know we talked about them playing yeah. Clemson last week. Mm-hmm. They hung with them in Clemson. This is maybe a little bit of a letdown spot, you know, coming back home. Maybe you exerted all your energy. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame, who's been, you know, more than disappointing this season, but still got some good ball players on that team. I'm not going to say Syracuse is going to get upset, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if they if they fall to Notre Dame this week. Hey, I, I would actually think differ. I think this is the year that they can go in and beat Notre Dame with how shaky Notre Dame has been, and to come back with playing Clemson so close, mm-hmm. uh, I think that you, it does depend on how you come back, of how how's the team, how how equipped are they, are they well, are they going to be rested, are there any injuries playing a factor in this one as well, but I feel like I do see um, Syracuse coming out on top for that one, because Michigan to me, I mean not Michigan, uh, Notre Dame to me just, I love the coach, but it's just a faulty team that's I think maybe young, in many aspects, so we'll see. But I, I would, I would take Syracuse on that one. I should have fucking put money on the Tennessee Alabama game. I had that one picked out. I should have had it. I'm maybe I put some yep. money on this one. May I put a little bit low ball? On Michigan stay upset in Michigan, but I, I do have Michigan. I think Michigan should beat them by 30 points, and in an easy fashion. One thing, the biggest news that kind of was trending for a little bit but went away was Nick Saban possibly leaving Alabama this year. I texted yeah. to you, and you were saying maybe fake news, and I'm like, yeah, well, let's look into it. Let's see where it goes. Nick Saban isn't the type of guy to announce something like that during the year, so I knew that was that was pretty yeah. weird to come and see 
with especially with the looms of possibly going out with a national championship as well. It did make it seem like fuck the Tennessee. I don't want to give Tennessee that credit because Tennessee fans could take that like, yeah. hey, we just we push we push Nick Saban out this motherfucker. He's done. He's yeah. he's over this shit. He can't take this nil deal shit. He can't take it anymore. And above the perspective, if he steps away this year, now it's all speculation. We're just talking shit here. Mm-hmm. If he steps away this year, this, in my opinion, hinders his coaching ability, and for one reason only. NIL. That's all I have to say. Now that NIL is a factor, and you're seeing that players are now getting money to step into other other um, opportunities, that he is not recruiting possibly the top of the tops or paying these top recruits off to come to Alabama. And we're seeing a downfall with Al- Alabama and a lot of good football in other places. Now I'm just reaching here, but that's that's in, that's my opinion. You're. I don't think you're wrong, right? I think the NIL and and why. You know, I, for many reasons, am a fan of the NIL, right? Yeah. But for one of them is because it can maybe create now some parity. You know, obviously you're going to have the Alabamas, um, you know, the Ohio States, the Texas, right? The big time universities, just as it's always been, they're going to have more resources to bring in some of this top tier talent. I, I honestly think what another part of it is, is that they now have teams that are really rival yeah. them in in the recruiting i think yeah. you know texas a&m has been disappointing this season but their recruiting classes have been top five the past few years yeah um you know georgia every year better and better so he's saving has some real real competition when it comes to recruiting these boys from that southern area mm-hmm. it's not just alabama or bust anymore and i think now when texas makes a shift into the sec as we know is going to happen you know in the upcoming years that's going to be even tougher because I think one of the main reasons why, you know, Texas, which is a huge college football brand, I think a lot of these big guys, they want to play in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So when Texas is there, who's to say that you're going to lose out on even more recruits? Yeah. So you're right. I don't know. I, I You know, yeah, I guess looking at hindsight now, would he yeah. really say after a loss to Tennessee, I'm going to hang it up after this year? Yeah, no. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. But – you know, who's to say that an announcement like that won't surprise us in February? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if he's the type of coach that wants to go out on top. I feel like he is, but he may just be. I think he's fed up with these players. The way he looks on the sideline, I mean, that's always Nick Saban fashion. But this yeah. year, something different. The way he just is like, what the fuck, man? Um, mm-hmm. All right, anything left on college football? No, no. Listen, no. I like the. Uh, I like. I feel like every week we're kind of pointing out potential upsets. Mm-hmm. You have Michigan on upset watch. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched a couple Penn State games. I think your Ohio State boys are good this week. But again, I'll put a. Uh, so I'll, stupid I'll put, that they don't make that the game of the week of like um, and put that on like I it's agree. like at like three thirty or four thirty. I forget. It's like an afternoon game. That's a well, prime. Is that 12? 12. Even worse, 12. Yeah. That's a prime time for whiteout at Penn State for a night game. Both yep. ranked in the top 20. Like, what the fuck are we doing here, man? Like, going into the season. I don't know why we have that at 12. Stupid. Well, again, going back to the SEC rules, Georgia, college Florida. football, Tennessee, Kentucky is a 7 o'clock game on ESPN. So. What time is Georgia, Florida? Do you see that? I think that is, that is 3.30. 3.30, yeah. All right, yeah, so it'll break it up. So I'll go straight from Ohio State, Georgia to Kentucky, whatever. A much, um, much better slate of games this week yeah, than last week. Than, than last week, yeah. All right, let's make a transition to uh, some uh, basketball here. Um, let's do it. 
Now, you know your boy. I could care less about basketball, but in this yep. sense, I've been watching basketball now more more often looking into uh, the the talk of the of the town. I feel like to the start of the season, we're seeing some good basketball. Um, mm-hmm. I'm highly impressed with some basketball, but we're also seeing some shitty fucking teams that we knew going into it. And we'll start with, I mean, the Sixers are 1-3. and three. Got the yep. first W, what was it, last night? Um, yep. And then big news is is the Lakers. Where do the Lakers end up? Again, it's only you know three to four games these teams have played, but I want to see your thoughts on what you think going into the the next games. Yeah, I mean, I'll say I'll say to be fair, uh, when it comes to basketball, it's one of those seasons that season. drags yeah. forever. Yeah, it. Uh, I don't really think it truly starts until like we hit December. Yeah. I mean, this is another one of those you know preseason the regular season things right yeah. you know you talk about it with football now is week one and two can we really gauge teams or is it more oh, yeah. just everybody trying to catch themselves it is early uh i will say the lakers i think are in trouble i think mm-hmm. how their roster is constructed it's a lot of big names that are kind of on their last leg mm-hmm. i think in today's nba they don't stack up well against some of the the top tier teams no. um the Sixers, I think, will find their footing. I think, if nothing else, Harden looks conditioned and looks, you know, better than he has in the last few years. Yeah. Uh, fuck Ben Simmons for <laughs> shout out Devon. Keep telling me about these Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons looks lost. I'm seeing yeah. a lot of Nets Twitter now hating him. Mm-hmm. You know, been there, done that. Um, so just want to throw that in there. But I think it's 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 early yet. But if I'm gonna look at one team that is in serious trouble, I think. What you just said, those La- that Lakers team, man, is uh, I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, it's a sad sight to see. I uh, I wonder what Westbrook is going through, how he's how what his mentality has been these last couple mm-hmm. of years. Westbrook was always a player that I always, with a passion, said if I ever played basketball, that's why I want to play. If I had athletic ability, his tenacity is his hunger out there to play. I just feel like he's so timid now. He just takes and in the news recently was though that we that dumb shot that he took with like thirty seconds left. They were up yeah. and lost in the game. LeBron, of course, being who he is, holding down the uh, Westbrook. Um, he and I know in the back of his mind, if that's if that's in December, he's ripping his asshole open. Like he's oh, going yeah. off on him. Like he could take those shots now, and, and you know there's a lot of game to play. But I think that Westbrook just doesn't fit in to the Lakers. No. team at all if you watch videos of him he's not even in the huddle um when they're you know when they're breaking it down he's not around the team i think um he has to go find his place somewhere else and i think that's where it would be best for him i want to see westbrook do well i'm always going to be a westbrook fan it's kind of interesting when you look at that oklahoma city thunder team and all the players that have broken up and went to certain certain spots it's i would have yeah. never in my dreams expected westbrook to fall off i would have at, at a him kd and uh, Harden, I would have expected Harden to, to fall off. And it's it's disheartening to see where he's at, but I, I do want to see him uh, pull up. Now, how has, um, speaking of the Sixers, how has your boy Embiid looked so far? Yeah, so I think that's... Been, out of shape? Yeah, that's it's been another big story. Uh, the plantar fasciitis injury he dealt with in the offseason, so he really didn't get to, you know, condition. Um you know, I think it's it's looked like he hasn't been able to condition, um, trying to find himself. You know, big men with these foot injuries definitely scare me, um, especially with Joe. Again, though, it's, you know, October, you know, whatever it is, 25th now. I'm not going to get 
too worried about it. Um, yeah. I still think he can be one of the most dominant players in the league. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for now, just have him get back in game shape. So when we turn this thing up, you know, after Thanksgiving and really get going, that's that's when they're going to need him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely trying to catch themselves. Um, I mean, I feel you like know, I'll say basketball, this. basketball is one of those things where you I mean, we always talk about, you know, you being in sports shape. There's a difference between being in practice shape and game shape. Correct, yeah. And I think basketball is a big one. If you're not having runs all summer, if you're not, you know, mm-hmm. traveling, playing in teams, playing full full court runs, it's hard. Just training is not keeping you in, in full court shape. You know what I mean? So I think that yeah. does play a factor. And, yo, I've played officiated shit. That shit hurts, Brody. I've definitely had that. So I can't imagine trying to play with that and train yeah. as well. It's tough. I'll also say I don't think the Sixers are going to go anywhere with Doc Rivers. Been saying it for years really? now. It's it's kind of, you know, I think the next head coach of the Sixers, Sam Cassell, is just waiting on the bench. I've had enough of the Doc Rivers experiment. It's it's over. He, he runs a bland and boring offense. Mm-hmm. He gets outcoached against the better coaches in the league. And again, I think you're seeing, I mean, they lost to the San Antonio Spurs team that is literally in in the boat of tanking this year at home. And and I think, um, again, I think you have a good replacement on the bench. So I'm hoping, I doubt it'll happen, but I'm hoping that Doc gets the boot. Uh, Again, we saw with the Phillies. You had a guy in Joe Girardi, had previous success, get fired, turn things around. Maybe the Sixers just look across the street and see (laughs) what they're doing and say, maybe maybe let's get this going. But I I don't think think they can win anything with him Uh as a coach. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything else on basketball you want to talk about? No, I think um, I think right now it's just enjoy. Also enjoy John Morant playing because I think he's one of the most exciting oh, players. Thank you for bringing that up. Now he's to me the new Westbrook in my in my eyes. The old Westbrook, Better. yeah, yeah Better. the old West. How Westbrook was. I love his energy. I love the way he plays. This dude, oh, like yeah. he looks like he's jumping. Like his his hops are just out of this world. And, like I don't I, think <laughs> anyone can fuck with him. Like the way he plays, like. He's just unfuckwittable. Like when he when he's on the yeah. court, when he's in zone, it's just it's. I love I love to watch him play. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you brought him up. He's fun. He's yeah. fun to watch. New segment that I wanted to bring up. Uh, transitioning into the funny sports of the week. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you taken a look at? Um, did you see the make a wish moment that happened at a high school football game? I did. Unfortunately, yeah. I did. <laughs> so it's hilarious to me because uh, they tweeted it finally happened. We've always wondered what would happen in these moments to where, you know, think about it. You're getting between 15 to 17-year-old kids to all agree on one thing on a football mm-hmm. field that's full force hitting contact at all times. It was bound to happen, and I'm going to include the clip here for you guys watching. Um, <laughs> but if you're not, if you're just listening. So a high school football player that everyone uh, made the announcement. There was so a, a kid with – um, special needs, and he was on the football field as well, and they had him at running back. And everyone on the field, besides this one student uh, kid who was playing um, defensive lineman, knew, you know, let the kid get the ball, and, you know, as, as you've seen in the past, you know, have him score a touchdown for morale, for, for everyone to, you know, cheer him up, right, to get oh, his yeah. moment to shine. And I guess the news wasn't spread to this one kid who was just so zoned in and locked in that he full broke through the line of scrimmage, Sack the kid, kid falls down, um, and immediately, immediately, it's like, what the fuck? He puts his hands to his head, and it's like, oh yeah. shit, I, I wasn't even thinking, <laughs> right? It was, it was hilarious to see, yo, he took that, he took that shot. That kid took that yeah. hit, like, he didn't, he didn't, it didn't look like he was like, oh, dead, like, he like, was like, oh, alright, I wasn't ready for that one, and he popped <laughs> up, bro. 
but it was funny. I would love to see the next play what happened the next play. Listen, all part of the experience, right? He wanted the experience. But, <laughs> and you know, theory, listen, is that is that on the who's that on? Is that on the coach for not relaying the message? Is that on you know that's this kid? Being, that's that's on the player for like that, you would tell that's the kid that like you know we always have this. And my little brother was this kid. You would be on the field and you're like, we're missing someone, we're missing someone, and then he comes running on. He's never paying attention. It's always yeah. that one kid that's just never fucking paying attention to like the calls, what's going on, what like. It's always one kid, and that's that kid. And it just so yeah. happened the one time he doesn't pay attention, it's this moment to make worst the worst possible time. <laughs> worst, <laughs> worst possible time. <laughs> um, the next one is the last one that that I have is um. Have you seen uh the University of of Wisconsin women's volleyball team the leak that that has occurred? Yes. This is kind of crazy, especially I know that this is a huge, huge, huge um um illegal thing that that going on with such with leaking nudes, but. If you didn't know, I thought it was from this year, but I didn't even think like volleyball season hasn't started yet, or it may just have started. But um, so this had this occurred. Images were leaked recently of of the women's volleyball team from last year, December of twenty twenty one, of the University of Wisconsin women's volleyball team. Uh, and these pictures have occurred uh, as they won the D one women's volleyball national championship. Um, there's a bunch of just leaked new photos of them wilding out in the locker room after the game, completely, like, what are we doing? Like, if I was, and, alright, taking the funny perspective of it, in my eyes, as a coach, I would be pissed the fuck off. Like, these are just, like, you're, like, you're recording it. And, like, yeah. and, like you're, they're recording each other, like, I'm not gonna post this, you won't be able to see this, go look on your own. And, like, <laughs> they're recording them, like, ass naked playing like like fighting each other celebrating taking drinks like they're posing for pictures all naked and like they knew that they were taking these pictures whoever had the pictures were doing this to all the women as well on the team so it was like i don't know how they got leaked who leaked them but as a coach i'm just like and it sucks for the players this year because i don't know how many players are still there but right these players were the ones like you know celebrated last year so it's like it brings a stigma to the team of like yo what's going on behind the scenes now as a coach that these like this is going on. Like, it's just like the dumbest possible way to go about winning a championship and just celebrate. Like this, like, exactly. It's, nothing good could come about that experience. Nothing good could come about you guys are all naked and someone's recording it. <laughs> nothing is good. No, no. And and listen, you know, we talked about it earlier with just athletes in pure emotion, right? So when you win a championship, when all your hard work is yeah. finally paid off for, yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. get it. The celebration is going to be, you know, yeah. you're you're probably going to celebrate a little more, but. Like you have to have some awareness to realize cameras are going to be everywhere. And everywhere. again, if this is happening with the cameras on, what's happening behind the scenes? Yeah. So, <laughs> Especially at Wisconsin. I know they don't play that. And this is D1. Yeah. This is D1 volleyball. Yeah. They don't play that shit. So I'm just yeah. like, where are the coaches at? Where are the ADs? Where are the coaches at? Where's anyone at? Like they were probably exactly. partying or they were – honestly, they're probably doing press at the same token because of winning the national championship. So, I don't know. It's just like, how dumb can you guys be? Like, you can't yep. be no stupider than this. Um, and I'm glad it was a women's volleyball team. Not Next thing you know, I promise you, this is going to probably be a cycle where you're seeing all this, all these things start to, start to happen. Um, but lastly, um, looking forward to next week. Uh, in my eyes, all I have is I'm paying attention to the World Series and Ohio State versus Penn State. I know you're just focused in, zoned in. You guys play Friday, then when's the second game? Sunday? Yeah. It, uh, Saturday's the second game, okay. and then they're off Sunday. You know, so we'll get our, get our full slate of football. I will be at the Eagles-Steelers game with Jack. Oh, yeah? You know, he's a Steelers guy, so that'll be fun. 
He better not uh, be actually, pussy. I, he better not be pussy. Wear his fucking jersey. Oh, he, he was already debating on what jersey to buy to wear. Uh, <laughs> so he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be good. And then also wanted to point out real quick, uh, your Cowboys will be playing your boy Justin Fields this weekend. So we'll see, I guess, how good he really is against that defense. Uh, we'll, we'll take a W with that one. I have no concerns. Again, look, <laughs> I didn't even have the Cowboys on, on my things of the week. I don't, I'm looking forward to them, but I'm really – this is a big week for Ohio State. It's no matter what, it's a rivalry. So, and we're playing at Penn State, yeah. um, but I don't expect us to have any any troubles. I'm very just keen in, and I'm excited for this World Series to happen. You and me both, Phillies and Ready? Six. Hey man, hey, thank you guys for tuning in. Please go subscribe to In Those We Trust podcast on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, uh, on YouTube as well. Please follow my boy Liam. On the gram as well, I'll have his at symbol down below. Um, do you want to give your at symbol as well for those to follow you? Yeah, easy enough. Liam Stokes, 11. Awesome, bro. Thank you again, guys. And then we'll be talking next week to see where the Phillies sit in this World right. Series. All right. Thanks have a good one, guys. All right. Peace. <laughs>